you can have your kids and live your life to make your impact in the sense of how do we make this work for our family, the lifestyle and everything. Welcome to the Capital Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Brinkley. Each week we hear from stay-at-home moms who earn at least $2,000 per month without having to miss out on any of the precious moments with their kids. Welcome back to another episode of the Capital Mom Podcast. I am super excited to introduce today's guest, Kaz Gaddis. Kaz is a mom of two and an energy coach and holistic business mentor. She helps moms rediscover themselves so that they can lead an intentional life with impact at home and as more than a parent. She's a personal power coach mixing energy leadership practices and holistic business mentoring. For those of us wanting to feel centered, gain further clarity, confidence, plus some mental energy boosts as we adventure through mom life and are more. Kaz is also a keynote speaker, podcaster, and brand storyteller. Kaz, welcome to the show. Yay. I am so excited to be here with you, Stephanie, and with everyone tuning in and making the best. Like I literally have a shirt on right now that says hot mess, just doing my best hashtag mom life. And I feel like under that, I need a Sharpie hashtag trap life, like entrepreneur life, because it's, that's all we can do. (laughs) That is so true. Well, I'm so glad you're here. And I just have to say, I absolutely love your one pager media kit. It is. Thank you. Like, Oh, future goals. I've got to do one of those someday. Yeah. And it's super easy. It's just putting in certain things like, like what needs to be known or what could they maybe ask that that way they just have it. And it's not even like my background's in PR and marketing originally. And I'm just like, done is better than perfect. What do we need right now? Yes. (laughs) Well, and it's nice because then it's, you've got that system in place and it's just quick and simple for you too. Well, Kaz, I want you to start out by telling us about your journey to becoming a stay-at-home, work-at-home mom. How did that come about for you? And what were some of the transitions that you experienced? Yeah. And what a great question. What a great time to have a podcast come out when we're still kind of in the pandemic, but we're hopefully dancing slowly out of it (laughs) um, more and more. But um, I think the most important thing to share first, and I try to share this often just to normalize experiences for everybody, because we're all in such different journeys, not just life, but like in motherhood. Um, I never wanted to be a mom. That was not my intention. And it wasn't like, well, I mean, kids kind of scared me a little bit. (laughs) Um, It was really because I was very driven and um, more so than that, like the deeper part of it was I felt growing up, like my parents chose business over me. And so I was raised by my grandparents parents in New York. My family, my parents live in Dominican Republic. And so for me, that essence of that was very strong in the staying home or working from home spaces that I've been in. And so, um, yeah, I've done for most of the time I've had the kids, I've been in remote work actually. And so I worked for an international life coach training school. And then once I got certified and years later, now I've been working for myself, mostly from home. We actually just, um, a few weeks ago, got a co-work space so that I can kind of escape a little bit more sometimes. And really that's just because the pandemic's kind of, you know, simmering down a little bit, but that transition has been, it's been such a blessing to be able to be home with them and see all the different stages or 
all the different meltdowns, all the things together. We have a uh, one and a half, almost two year old boy. His name is Quest. And then we have a three and a half, almost three and a half year old girl. Her name is Skylin and she is on fire. <laughs> she is, but she's awesome. Like she's like my little assistant. Like she likes to work too. And, and so it's been really cool for myself, but also for those that I work with to be like, okay, cool. Like you can have your kids and live your life too, make your impact too. Kind of like cake in the sense of how do we make this work for our, fi- our family, the lifestyle and everything. And so one quick thing that I wanted to share that for me. So I recently moved where we're chatting from is actually my um, bedroom. <laughs> my main office used to be in the middle of all the wildlings, uh, things happening. Um, but I bought a stand up desk that I have in the main space now so that when I'm working from home and they're up, I'm in the mist with them. And so I have like my safety, quieter kind of space. (laughs) And then I have my regular space with them. And um, I think that's so important to look at what do you need in order to to flow? Um, I also, side note, have like, it's like 15 years old, but it's a lap desk. (laughs) It's like the really old school ones that are built really well. And I use that sometimes and I'll just sit on the floor because like my son loves to just be on me and climb on me. And I mean, I've taken, you know, calls there, not client coaching calls per se, because that I do try to make sure it's like, you know, more sacred space and just, I can focus fully on the person, but if it's just like a meeting call or whatnot. So it's just about being flexible as much as you allow yourself to be. And through this whole journey, whether it's entrepreneurship or motherhood, surrender, it was a vocabulary word I never had. I don't know how that's been for you, but (laughs) surrender is like, I'm like, so this is a thing. Okay. Oh, here we go. Oh, all right. Yes, definitely. And I love how you talk about it's not an either or, it's an and. Mm-hmm. Kind of talked about growing up, you felt like because of the experience you had had with your parents, that if you're going to pursue business or pursue your ambitions in a career, you either had to choose that or becoming a parent, mm. doing a really great job at that too. How did you just kind of like get started in what you're doing from home? Because before you had your kids, when you said, you know, you weren't really planning on becoming a mom, did you have a really different career path back then? And how did you just decide, okay, I'm going to stay home and I'm going to figure out how to do this entrepreneur thing? Yeah, so real. So I've been an entrepreneur on and off the last decade mostly full-time and sometimes like the part-time and then extended to full-time. And so my background before becoming a professional coach and serving still in marketing and and business, but in like a completely different way as I show up now, um, I was a marketer. So I worked for um, a very large digital agency that served, well, a, a larger digital agency. And I worked directly for the largest social media platform without naming names. Um, and so I had a remote team of 40 people and 16 languages all over the world. Wow. And that work that I did, I kind of learned that remote work was even possible back then. This was back in 2015, actually 2013, 2015 in that range. And um, since I was managing all these people from, from home, I was like, oh, like this is a thing, like I could do this one day. And so that kind of started putting in the idea that that was possible. And right before we decided to have kids, Um, so it was still a conversation. It's actually really funny. My husband on my birthday, I was becoming, I was just turning 30 and my husband's like, so kids, we should like start trying. And I'm like, (laughs) 
it's literally my birth. Like it's me day, me. (laughs) And like, I had this moment where I was just like, you know, like I was like stomping. I was like, no, this is my time. And I was like, remember we said, you know, three to five years and we revisit the conversation. And he's like, yeah. So it's been five years. And I'm like, huh. All right. So it's kind of like business. You're never fully ready, you know, and you just, um, you just make the best as you go. Um, and I say that as a joke, but I, I really mean that because with all the clients that I've worked with and even right now, the, the women that are in my mastermind, it's truly a, like, this is where we are awareness, acceptance. And now what do you want next? And allowing yourself at every moment to ask yourself, what is the next best thing you need? That right there is like, my number one tip for anyone is allowing yourself space to breathe, take a moment, be like, okay, this is where we are. Is this serving me? Is this where I want to go forward in? Because in every moment you have a new moment to choose how you want to show up and to choose what you want next. Not saying that it's you know always going to be super awesome and flowy. We all know, right? But we, we can make it full of ease. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. But to answer your question really quick with that is... I was already in the space of the remote work. And then I started working from home for that coaching school. And so I was like, well, you know what? We can just transition. I had just had to put, and that was very challenging working from home. I had at that time, Skyline was four months old and then we put her into daycare. And so I was like, but this feels weird. Like I'm paying for her to be cared for, but I'm home. Yeah. (laughs) And like, you know, she would just swing in the chair as I'm in my meeting. So like, you know, um, (laughs) it was just so funny. She she was like in the background, like just the moving background. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it just, it became more and more intertwined and became more of like, okay, this is a lifestyle choice. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and how do we make this work? And again, up until a few weeks ago, that's what I've been doing. And now what I've been working from home for over three and a half years with them, but over probably six years total on my own. So, okay. Awesome. And now is it right that you're working around 20 hours a week? Yeah. Give or take, right. It depends on what's coming up and and everything we have. Um, I'm not sure exactly when everyone tunes in, depending on, but we have a summit coming up end of September. And so that's also then more hours creating in the background and all the things. And then also too, it depends on us because I feel like some of us, I know I am, I'm almost always working to some sort of way because I love it, but that looks very different. So yes. So around 20 hours of actual work work, but yeah, there's always connecting. There's always ideas. Right. That's you ever awesome. had that where yes. you're like, I'm gonna sleep. This is Definitely. like this is gonna be great, or I'm gonna take a shower. And then like you have these yeah. ideas and you're like, where's the paper? <laughs> yes, that was me last night. And before I stayed home with my son, I was a teacher for nine years, and it's the same. People are like, oh, teachers have summers off, teachers have every holiday. It's like not really, because you're always thinking about your mm-hmm. students and you're always thinking about, oh, I can do this with them. And I'll take this to the classroom. So I feel the same way. And now with podcasting, I'm like, oh, I can do this and I can do this. And I want to talk to this person. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's really um, evolving into something neat. I want you to talk to us about vision board in a box, because I was watching your little video on your website about that. And I was like, oh, this sounds neat. So um, talk to us about that and maybe about some of the impact that you've seen that make in mom's lives. 
So that was like an interesting, that was just birthed end of last year. So end of 2020. And I've been in visioning and and vision board spaces um, for myself and with my clients probably over the last six, seven years. And what I've noticed is a lot of times we put together a vision board um, or like something with sticker stuff on it, right? But there's not a lot of intentionality in what we're putting on there in the sense of have we, especially as ambitious women, have we really asked ourselves, is this really what I want? And am I willing to do what it takes to not just have it, but to maintain that lifestyle? Because sometimes, you know, having all these trips sounds amazing, but when you really sit with it, like, does it really feel amazing if you were to do it? Like all of that, what's it required of you or having to leave certain people or what, whatever that is as in that example anyway. And so um, the way that that product is set up, it's truly the vision board is the end result, but it's not the main conversation. We talk about your own energy. We talk about what, what you're wanting of and who you've been and who you want to step into being. And so it's a very holistic approach um, that's very intentional. And then we get into strategy. So like left brainers and right brainers can be friends and we can all interweave <laughs> because we're we're not just one thing, right? We're not just a mom. We're not just... Um, thinking with our right brain, we have all the things. Now, how much of that shows up in any given moment is going to fluctuate because like, Hey, we're human. Right. But being able to have that full conversation with all of ourselves, <laughs> and then yes. be able to be like, okay, this is what, um, it's not so much what you want to have. Although of course that comes into the conversation is who do you want to be? And what do you want to experience as you achieve that? But even before all that, as you're on the journey to that, because if Ooh. we're not enjoying the journey, right? If it's not value-based in the decisions that we're making, if they're fear-based decisions, then that's like a whole other conversation. And nice. so, yeah, so that's what that product is. And it, it morphed into something even more than I thought it would be. So there's templates and there's how to do a physical vision board. There's ways to do it digitally. There's um, a bunch of different ways that you can, like, how do you actually use it afterwards? I interviewed over 250 moms before creating it just to confirm that the idea draft I had made sense. And most of the moms were like, look, first off, I'm not artsy. Good. You don't have to be right. It's not about the artwork. Um, It's, it's, it's internal. And um, for me, I've been doing vision boards uh, for myself and they've been all coming to be over the last, you know, however many years I've been doing them, I think at six or seven, like I mentioned, um, they've all been happening for me sometimes in a different way. And then if they didn't happen, then it's a great moment to be like, okay, well, what, why hasn't it happened? Is it a block? Is it a belief? And so, yeah, that's how that all came together, but it's been, it's been really fun to share it with other people and making it where it's not just this thing you make once. And then like you fold up and put in a closet, maybe in 2020, you burned it (laughs) and like this, like ritual to be like, you know what, this is what I think of this year. Let's just, let's just set it on fire. Um, So yeah, it's a way to have it grow with you and allow yourself to have space to dream and feel safe and feel like it's possible for you. I think that's the biggest thing. Yes. That's awesome. And I wanted to ask you also, how do you even go about becoming an energy coach? Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> right. You know, if we have moms listening, we're like, oh, that sounds like something that I want to explore. How can they find out more about that? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it is a thing. It's so funny. I feel like I keep on doing things that are a thing and I'm like, but it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know if you, um, we hadn't chatted about this yet, but I'm also a laughter yoga instructor. Oh, <laughs> people are like, 
is that a is that a thing? And I'm like, yeah, it is. Like, I, I'm certified thing. in it. It's it's a thing. Um, I just like to laugh and have people laugh, and it's great. Um, but no, it really is a thing, and it has some great benefits. Um, so the um energy leadership coach piece, um, yeah, it's it's a way of looking at at least in the way that I go about it. One, it's looking and getting awareness on like again, how are you showing up, or really how are you either reacting or interacting with life. Um, so it has mindset, it has mindfulness and everything in there too, but it comes from a space of like, how are you feeling what you're feeling, making the thoughts around that, and then the actions that are coming out or the results that are coming out. Because as we know, in entrepreneurship um, specifically, we're always getting results. They may not be the results we wanted, right. but they're, they're, they are still results and looking at, okay, like, so an example, like I just talked to my mastermind about this last um, week is what we're experiencing in life right now as women, as moms, as entrepreneurs, all the things that we are is based on what we've been either creating or allowing or nurturing over the last, let's say two, three, four months. Mm-hmm. And so when you have that perspective, knowing that what you've sown for the last few months is what you're experiencing now, then yes. that's actually a good Good news, right? Because right. that means that whatever you're choosing to believe now, whatever you're nurturing, whatever you're you're putting energy towards thinking about is what you will then start seeing more of in the next couple of months, in the next few months. Yes. And so, yeah. So, so true. Yeah. And so everything is energy. And before coming into the entrepreneurial space with it, um, I've been working with clients from all, all across the board when it comes to how are they showing up and how is life showing up to them, with them, you know, for them, hopefully in some of the conversations. Um, and now it's, it's tuned into really look, no one's perfect. I don't care how much money you make or whatever support team you have. First off, that's amazing. Right. We get to see examples of that and know that if there's certain things that we want, we can make it our own too. But at the end of the day, whoever you are, whoever you're listening to or, or looking in life, we all have challenges. All of us have moments that we don't feel enough. There's people, some of my clients and myself, you know, we just had a conversation. I run women's circles um, in a membership uh, club that I have for moms in business. And um, in these circles, we do them biweekly. And it's a space for all of us to come in, regardless of who we are, how we're showing up, how much our business is making, how many kids, whatever it is, regardless, we show up even when we don't want to. And we just get to be, look, this is how I'm feeling right now. And I feel like I'm a failure as a mom. I feel like I'm a failure as a significant other or spouse, and I totally feel like I'm failing my business. Okay, great. So let's have a conversation around that, you know, and there is in those circles, there's no advice. It's wonderful because you get to just be like, look, raw, unfiltered. This is how I'm feeling. No one needs to make me feel better. Let's just like, I just want everyone to know this is how I'm feeling. Yes. And then we all get back up after it. We release it and we go and run our either starting businesses or some of them have half million plus businesses and it's all good. And so I say it's all good. Like it's all good, but you know what I mean? Like yes. <laughs> having the space to know you can feel like a hot mess and still be able to embrace the possibility and know that that does not determine your worth. Yes. And, you know, because otherwise none of us would be showing up to, to life. <laughs> like, yeah, really? I think that's so important that you're doing that because, you know, for me, for example, with me, I don't really have anyone in my close circle that is, you know, in this space. And so yeah. it's sometimes you feel like, oh, am I, 
should I even be on this path? You know what I mean? So I think it's so important to find those people that you can connect with and you can be real with and you can go, what am I doing? What are we doing? You know, and, and kind of build each other back up. Mm-hmm. It's so important because otherwise it's like, I remember this meme, like, and this is like way back. This is like 2013, 2015. And I've seen it since then too, but it was much more prevalent seeing it then. You might've seen it as well. So it's this illustration. And at the top, it's like two halves, right? At the top of the illustration, you see this man with a shovel in like a mining cave thing. And he's like chipping away at this cave. And then you see him just walk away. And in the bottom strip, you see that, right? Literally had he just chipped maybe two or three more little shovel chippings, the diamond was there. Yes. And you have seen it, right? And I'm always thinking about that man and the shovel and the diamond, because especially, um, not to be all morbid, here we go. Um, especially after last year. And of course I know that we're still in it and certain parts of the world are really still, you know, hopefully by the time that this airs, it's, we're feeling a little bit more, more hope in, in those countries that are still trying to figure out everything with COVID and just how it's showing up for their country. But when COVID first hit last year, I was like, okay, so this is literally what I, what I've talked about before, which is the richest place on earth. You know, we talk about business. We, you know, we look at this, but the richest place on earth is a graveyards. How many people died full of ideas, full of vision, full of all these things. And I think of just all the moms before us, how, especially like before the conversations that we're having now, um, the conversation you and I are even having now, this wasn't always a conversation. This wasn't always a thing. And so um, the moms that were entrepreneurs, even my great grandmother in Dominican Republic was an entrepreneur. She had like a grocery store kind of thing. And those were the rebels. And we get to still be rebels, but think of all the ones that were like, oh, I could maybe be a rebel. I have this idea, but then we don't follow it. I I say this with love. I say this with love and I say this to uh, my clients as well. It's when we feel a spark, whether it's an idea for a podcast or it's a business or it's a nonprofit, it's not even a nonprofit. You just want to go help somebody. Whenever you feel that, you don't know what that's going to lead to. And so many times we're just like, oh, not me. You know, I know God loves me, but he got jokes like this is not for me. Like someone else can do this. And we discredit what could be who we are. But mama, it's no longer about us when we have those kind of thoughts and that spark. It's not about us, meaning get out of the way (laughs) And, and choose to show up because by you saying yes, or by you having, by you allowing yourself to be like, okay, let's just try this on. Who could it impact? And and especially like, who can it impact? Who could you become from that? Which then leads to the next thing that I I, I share a lot about because it's just it's such a passionate. It's like if I can help shake up us, if I can help shake up those listening in, um, if you feel sh- sh- shook up, my my work here is done because we tell our kids especially once they're older and, you know, they can verbally process or whatever, we'll then tell our kids, you could be whatever you want. Are we doing that? Oh, that is so good. And that's not true. I mean, as a teacher, I taught first, second, third grades. And so, I mean, you're really telling the kids that at that age, what do you want to be? What are, you know, what do you like? And you can do anything. And it's so true. And along the way, some point we think, oh, well, time to be an adult now. 
you know, Mm -hmm. kind of pack those dreams away and be an adult. And it's like, no, we've, we have to continue to let ourselves dream. That's so good. Yeah. It's so real. Like I want to ask you a couple of more practical questions. Yeah, please. This, um, and, and what you do and how you make it work. So you do a lot of different things. I mean, with the coaching, with mentoring, speaking and podcasting and just everything else for you to be able to work, to keep your main work tasks to about 20 hours a week. Do you have like a team behind you? Because when I went on your website, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Everything looks so professional. How do you do all of that? Um, (laughs) Even just with this one podcast, I can feel how it could easily just start to consume all my time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's such a great question. And then like inside I'm like, he, 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 like how did, how is that really going? Right. Because like, I haven't had a new podcast. Um, I'm, I'm just about to relaunch it, but I haven't had a new podcast of my own. I, I can't do math, but it's been like a good four to five months, which is <laughs> don't do what I do. Um, <laughs> but it's also like, there just has to be surrender. It's like not even like yeah. a choice, but you can choose to be like, oh, okay, we're flowing with this. All right, here we go. Versus, you know, like just being at yourself and attacking yourself because that's not serving you or anything else or anyone else. Right. Either, right? So I say that to say I've actually, everything is me. I'm currently just in process of hiring and literally like we've done interviews and I'm officially um, hiring people this week um, to start supporting me just a little bit. I really like to work, but no, um, as far as like the, the practical side to it of how it shows up for me is I wake up early before the house does. <laughs> and I do a lot of this. Then I'm really big into high performance and productivity in a way that feels good. And so I've created my, my calendar, my timeline of my timeline sounds funny, but my calendar to kind of flow with that. And so it's all been me. And then there's been a lot of failures in that, right? Like whether it's this business or just in life, you really just have to, and I say failures, it's kind of like a big word for it, but you have to try things on and see what really works for you. Um, And then also realizing something could be going great and still being like, okay, well, I have to release this right now because I need to grab this other thing and and being able to have awareness, but also just self-compassion there's only so much that we can do. Like we all have the same 24 hours. If we have a support team, great. That helps, but it's up to us to really love on ourselves and then move forward as we need to. So, and that's so important. I think, especially when you're starting out, because for example, with me, I mean, it's not like the podcast is making money yet. I mean, eventually that would be my goal that it can support itself, but I I don't have money to just go hire people, you know? And so you have to be resourceful and do things on your own for a while first. And then the other question that I have um, pertains to the coaching. So if someone wanted to get into that and they, they did some training for it and everything, I mean, what would be a realistic timeline that somebody could, could say, okay, after you get the training and, and you learn how to do this, um, that you can start getting clients and, you know, actually earning an income from it. Yeah. I would say it depends on the type of coaching that they're trying to do. It depends obviously too on their background already before then, but you know, who's to say they can't already start 
Like, I think sometimes we, we wait until we have all the certifications to either just have that because like we need it for certain things. Um, but sometimes it's just so that we feel more credible so that we feel more enough so that we feel right. And I have been a chaser of (laughs) I'm pointing here in case this is just an audio only podcast. I'm pointing at all my certifications and everything, because, um, I also had to recognize that within myself. Mm. Um, I have a master's in social media marketing. Has any client that I used to work for specifically in that ever asked me if I had that? No. Like, they're just like, is that a thing? And I was again saying (laughs) it is a thing, right? So it's really allowing ourselves to be like, okay, like we're enough as where we are. And then, you know, start having um, clients, even if it's um, in a special rate, in a special package to start getting the experience that allows you to continue moving forward and, and really learn what it is that you are saying that is included in your packages or, you know, what, what is needed. Um, That's my biggest thing to share is like, just start now, try now obviously too, with the coaching industry and it not being as regulated, there's a lot of, there is a overarching regulation, um, ICF international coaching federation. So they are a regulated body within coaching. And so a lot of coaching certifications are, or many of them anyway, are through that. So it is more regulated. So it just brings on other conversations that could be had with that. But I would say really looking at knowing who you are and what your experience has been and what you're intending to help somebody with. If it's something that you can already try on, then, then, then try it on. And if it's something that you truly need to wait a little bit more for and get the full, you know, um, training on and whatnot, but then there's other ways to kind of play with it and see how it builds from there. And remind me, was there a second part to your question on when they should start with the coaching? I don't think so. I think okay. you're answering it really fully. So that's that's awesome. And then also, how can the listeners reach out to you if they want to learn more about your services or even just talk to you about what we talked about today? Yeah. So um, two ways come to mind. Main website, kazgaddis.com. That'll have links to the podcast and to the different ways that we can play and connect. And then if you're on social, um, either Instagram, it's going to be at Raising Kids in a Biz. Um, or also have a group on Facebook, which is Moms Raising Kids in a Biz too. <laughs> okay. um, and we can connect that way and just um, just chat and explore where you are and where you're wanting to grow into. And yeah, just realizing as we're raising our kids, we're also still raising ourselves, Right. And, and our businesses, two competing kids, and no wonder mom guilt feels so real on both sides. Yes. So yeah, look forward to exploring all the things. <laughs> I love it. And we will link to all of those in the show notes. And I just want to thank you so much for being here with us today and sharing your story and your journey with us. Thank you. I appreciate you and just having the space to have these conversations because it's like, until we have these conversations, we're just going to be in our head about it. And when we hear yes. these different perspectives and voices, we're like, oh, okay, that's possible for her. Okay, cool. That's possible for them over there. But don't forget yourself. Like you're possible too. Yes. And you got this. So thank you so much, Stephanie. I appreciate you. The goal of this podcast is to inspire and encourage as many moms as possible to design their lives in a way that allows them to have freedom and flexibility to spend as much time with their kids as possible and earn the income they need for their families. You can help me reach more moms by subscribing to, reviewing, and sharing the podcast. 
I love connecting with my listeners, so reach out and leave a review. If you have an idea for someone who should be a guest on the show, or you would like me to find a guest in a specific field, let me know. I'm here to serve you. Join me next week for another episode of the Capital Mom Podcast.